Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of the Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field, and then I, uh, I look over at my dad, and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring, boring, boring. Okay, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Here's Saul Tlamachia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. A single right past the left ear of the pitcher. Here's a drive deep to left. Headed for the pen. Julio, another great call by the great Dave Sims. Julio Rodriguez with the home run. It's just a great weekend of baseball. So much going on. Brouhaha between the Rays and the Yankees. Mookie Betts return to the Fenway Park. And by the way, go check out David Ortiz on the podcast. Dropped a rare Baseballs and Boring on Sunday. Sat down with Ortiz and then Mookie stopped by. You're not going to want to miss this. Thank you, by the way, for FanDuel, for sponsoring us, for powering us, for jumping aboard the Baseballs and Boring family. At BB isn't boring. Twitter, Instagram, subscribe, rate, review. At BB isn't boring. Producer Evan doing an awesome, awesome job. Well, like we said, it was a great weekend and it's going to be a great week. We want to cap it off, or not cap it off, but start it all off with, I thought it was like a really, really interesting conversation, and I was just thinking about this, so we have the Baseballs and Boring Power Rankings, of course, producer Evan and Skiff, and the Dodgers have been atop of them, you know why, because the Dodgers are a really good team, we're going to have this come out, I would imagine the Dodgers are going to stay there, now they have a few games in back of the Braves, but still, you look at the Dodgers, nobody's been playing better in the last couple of months. So the Dodgers, they're on a roll. They look like they are have as good a chance as any team to actually not only make the World Series, but actually win the World Series. They're very well constructed. They're playing well. They got a lot of momentum, blah, 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 blah. So let's think about that. Let's think about that last pitch of the season. 
you have all the images of the catchers flying in the pitcher's arms, the pitchers flying in the catcher's arms, whatever it is. But I wanted to think about what it would look like if the Dodgers won and who actually would be getting that final out. We can go down a long list of guys, of pitchers, who got that final out of the season, got the final out of the Major League Baseball season, which is a dream for any pitcher. And usually it's going to be the closer. And in this case, the closer for the Los Angeles Dodgers, the team atop the baseballs and boring power rankings, is Evan Phillips. And a lot of people might not be familiar with Evan Phillips. A lot of people say, well, who's the closer for the Dodgers? What? Evan Phillips? Well, you should get to know his name because, like I said, he may very well get the last out of the season, last out of the World Series. This is part of the podcast. Let me play part of the podcast when I talk about this very subject with Evan. Have you thought about that moment? getting the final out of a season of a major league season yeah you know i've thought hypothetically about it a bunch you know and i got got chills right now just thinking about it because you know i have no idea what that moment feels like so that's just part of what i think is a really really good conversation about closing his journey closing in the world series and almost as as important as anything holy mackerel he's getting a whole production for his walking music, which we, you know, we love walking music. We love it. The Timmy Trumpets, that got the conversation going last year. It just kept on going. We love walking music. We love the lights. We love the music. We love it all. That's part of being a closer. Evan Phillips knows it. That's why he's working on it. But you're going to listen to all that. You're going to listen to him talk about this. But a little bit about Evan Phillips, in case you didn't know. This is why it makes the story even better. He was a 17th round pick by the Rays in 2015 out of University of North Carolina at Wilmington. Not University of North Carolina. Not where Zach Allen went. University of North Carolina at Wilmington, North Carolina. So 17th round. So then he goes from Atlanta in 2018 to the Orioles. From the Orioles, he goes to the Rays. From the Rays, he goes to the Dodgers. But it wasn't just going from this team to that team, this team. As he talks about in the podcast, he was in the minor leagues when he was let go by the Orioles and the Rays picked him up. The minor leagues. And now he's sitting there with the Dodgers as their closer with 21 saves, an ERA well under three, just over two, and really exactly the type of image that you would hope one of the best teams, if not the best team in baseball, would have. All right, so it's a good time to talk to Evan. Coming off another save, the Dodgers win over Boston at Fenway Park. Good time to talk to him anytime. But I think that's a good time to die as we get into crunch time here of the baseball season. So good way to crack off the week. It is going to be a wild, wild week here on the podcast, on the Baseball is a Boring Podcast, because you know why? We always finish the month strong. All right, here you go. Example of that right now, Evan Phillips. So the what's it like to be a closer? Uh, you know, so it's my first year in this kind of role, and um, – my first couple seasons with the Dodgers, I had some pretty great guys to look up to. Uh, Kenley Jansen, not only him, but having Blake Trinan around. Uh, and then last year having Craig Kimbrell. But um, not just closers, but relief pitchers that have had a huge impact on the game, like Blake, but also Joe Kelly. Um, oh, good name. <laughs> well, it's the truth. It's the truth. You know, I know it's a good name drop, but um, I learned a ton from those guys. Like David Price, uh, Corey Kniebel, uh, the list goes on and on. So to learn under those guys and kind of see how they operate the back end of the game, 
Um, and then when I came to the Dodgers, my, my own personal goal was to help us win games. Yeah. So to me, every out that I was getting, even though we were you know up by five, down by a few, whatever it was, and I was pitching, my mindset was that, that these outs matter. And I think I've carried that mentality you know, into the rest of my career thus far with the Dodgers. And um, last year when I you know, first started pitching in leverage innings, I treated them the same way. I just treated them as valuable outs. And, um, you know, I didn't change my mindset very much. I just went out there and tried to do what I do best. And um, I've carried that mindset into the ninth inning as well. And, you know, I'm still trying to search and see if it's necessary to find that, like, extra gear, you know. Cause I, not, well, what's your, first of all, what's your walking music? You, you must have walked. So uh, we're actually working on, like, a, like a production closer piece right now. Ooh. So I can't disclose... All of that information, but oh. that, that's the first teaser at the production video being done. At, at oh Dodger man, Stadium. I want to do like twenty minutes on this. Like, yeah, there you was, go. Because uh, I'm fascinated by closer music. You know, as we sure. sit here, we're at Fenway Park, and you know, we have Papel Bond shipping up to Boston. Oh yeah. Um, and last year we had Timmy Trumpets, which <laughs> you know, and you have Felix Batista. The and I talked to Kenley, and Ken, Kenley's like agonizing over this, right? Right. So. It's something, and I want to get to your story. It's a great story, and kudos to you for everything that you've done. But I do, like, now that you've landed here, like, I guess the question is, would you ever, ever imagine you'd be saying, yeah, my pro- the production team's working on my closing uh, music. No, no, it's, it's, it's really funny, actually. Uh, growing up, uh, I guess more so like my middle school, high school years, I was watching a lot of WWE. So, like, in my head... I see myself running out of the bullpen just like those wrestlers were running to the ring, you know. And um, it's going to be a similar feel. You know, all, the, all those wrestlers have the big, you know, the lights and the, the fireworks, whatever it is, along with a big production video. So to, uh, to be even talking about having one of my own at Dodger Stadium of all places is going to be pretty special. So it's kind of like making your own shoe. <laughs> like right, pretty like, much. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, but this is great. This is you've earned, of all the things like you've earned the right to do. It's kind of cool. So what are you what are you doing now? What's the, what's the stopgap? What's the closer music stopgap right now? So so for now, uh, I actually had one of my coaches pick my music for me because my wife and I we go back and forth on like walk up songs and like what kind of uh, vibe you want to have come with that, and we always disagree. So I finally just gave it up to somebody else and said, "Hey, you pick." So uh, our assistant pitching coach Connor McGinnis actually picked, uh, picked a, um, a UFC fighters walk-up song. Okay. So it's, it's a mashup of a few different songs, including um, a remix of Heads Will Roll and then um, Where's Your Head At. Okay. So it's, yeah, it's, you know, it's a little mix, but um, but you can do better. I can do better. The UFC fighter's name is Patty the Batty. He's like a really uh, bubbly, energetic British guy. Like I'm, I'm not quite there, but you know, it was it served its purpose. It uh, it was fun in the stadium for you know a few months, but. Having this new video is gonna be pretty. So cool. I'm sorry to harp on this, but I'm just, I can't help myself. Sure. So when you have you have the music, so you're not gonna divulge the music yet, which is fine. We're still working on it. <laughs> Correct. Most of it is that we don't we're not quite done yet. So. Okay. Yeah, it's fine. But then there's the other part of it, right? There's the um, there's the lights. Yep. There's the you know do you have uh, you could, I mean and this isn't a bad like this don't feel like oh I can't like be this way I can't be I gotta be humble no. No, do everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think if you're gonna do it, you got to go all in and do yeah. it right. You know. So we have a great production team back in LA. They do a lot of our stuff I mean, behind the scenes for the team, the media part of it. So uh, I haven't seen anything yet, but I know that they're getting close to the completion. But they have a bunch of legal. So they're going to run it by. Oh yes. Oh yeah. yeah. See, that's that's the thing that I didn't realize that they have to you know make sure everything checks and, and you know they're doing everything legally. So um, once they're done, you know, I'm sure I'll see it and then get a little teaser, but. You know, we head back to Dodger Stadium here in a few days, so it should be exciting. You got, you've got a few different teams that you've played for. 
and you've been in bullpens where closers come out, I'm going to ask you two things. One, your favorite one that you've been playing for, and then your favorite overall walk-in. So I think of all time, it's really hard to pick between Mariano, um, Enter Sandman, and Trevor Hoffman's Hell, Hell's yeah, Bells. Yeah, that's the universal, yeah. Yeah, so those two are really hard, but uh, from within my bullpen time, uh, Kenley, walking out to uh, California Love in L.A., and you know, having the L.A. swing on everything, like that was a really special moment for the crowd, <laughs> yeah. you know, and then you know, one of the greatest relievers of all time going out to the mound and doing his thing. That was yeah, pretty special. That was, yeah, that was pretty good. And like I said, the reason why we're talking about this is, number one, is because Timmy Trump had sort of resurfaced it. And Felix, I'm going to tell you a story. Felix Batista. Yeah. so he came here. And I didn't know Felix Batista that well. But I'm like, I like the wire. I like the, yep. the Omar, yep. right? And so, um, so I'm like, oh, I'm going to give him a baseballs and boring t-shirt. I didn't realize that he was like eight feet tall. Oh like my god! 300. So <laughs> the, the translator was a big winner. He got like a medium hit baseball. Nice. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. He's an yeah. incredible pitcher. He's uh, great yeah. In yeah, yeah. So, um, but this ties it all together because, like we said, it's, it's not just me saying it. It's let's look at how far you've come. I mean, this is cool. This is a great story. Yeah. And um, and I think it's a, you know, this is what we love. We love telling stories about, you know, perseverance. And, you know, this is sort of the whole, there's a lot of ways to look at baseball not being boring. But the person, when you see the perseverance of someone and see that, like, say it work out, it's such a cool story. Um, I guess the question I would ask is for you, when did you realize that you had the potential of getting together with a production team to, to have a walk in music as a closer to the yeah. Los Angeles Dodgers. You know, it definitely takes time. Uh, when I first got to the Dodgers, I had just gotten back to the big leagues, actually with Tampa, here at Fenway Park. And um, you know, Tampa, I was with them for two whole days. Um, they tried to sneak me back down to the minor leagues, and, and, you know, very fortunate to have had the Dodgers step in and pick me up. So uh, from the minute I got to L.A., I'm being completely honest, I felt out of place. You know, there was Hall of Famers walking in the door, all-stars in every corner, and, um, you know, I felt a little, you know, out of place for you know, myself and my career. So it took pl- a ton of time for me to really settle in and understand that I can be a key piece to this team and not just be on the team and, you know, f- and pitch, you know, when it doesn't really matter as much, but really have an important role with this team. And it took me all the way up until I would say the middle of 2022. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I would say um, my, like, I'm here moment, you know. Uh, I've arrived, whatever you want to call it. We were in San Francisco, and I came in and got out of two bases loaded jams with no outs back-to-back days. And, uh, you know, really like tough to do. And the moments that they came in, I think we were we had the lead in one, and we were tied in another. So to get out of those unscathed and, and you know, really have an important role in getting that job done, you know, really made me, it just gave me the biggest confidence boost to keep building off of that and, and, and you know, pitching more important games down the road, pitching games when it matters most in the playoffs. And uh, I think it really ties back to my overall mindset of just one pitch at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, every out is important. Every pitch is important. Don't give too much credit either way. Mm-hmm. And uh, you just go, go be the best version of myself. I think the Dodgers, they gave me every tool to be my best. Um, you know, it started out just with throwing my slider a lot more. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I first got back to the big leagues, it was my best pitch by far at that time. And then, you know, not to not only establish that pitch, you know, permanently with the Dodgers, but also to add a cutter and a two seam back in my in my pitching repertoire is just giving me a bunch of different options that I can go get hitters out with. It's funny. So we had Ryan Brazier on, and obviously Joe, and it's the first question you ask. Okay, what did the Dodgers tell you? 
Right. You know, what did they, they okay, they acquired you. What did they tell you? I mean, Brazier was an extreme. Like, yeah. like, go to Arizona, learn a new pitch, and you're going to be really good. Right. <laughs> so, but is it for you when you got there? Like you said, in Tampa, it's interesting. You came from Tampa too. Yeah. Because this, is, I know you were on there there a couple of days. Right. But it, but that's the all the other team with it. What's the secret sauce? And and you hear, well, get to st- throw strike one, yeah. throw the ball yeah. over the plate. I mean, I I don't know. And so the combination of two, even though again it's only a couple of days, it must have been. Like a unique path, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, in Tampa, you know, their general philosophy, right? If I'm just speaking to the, you know, uh, the masses, is just to throw strikes and get to get ahead as fast as you can and get the at bat over with as fast as you can. Um, and you know, the Dodgers, I would say, just elevate that a tick further. And they, for me specifically, you know, looked at my pitches and said, okay, like you've got a mediocre fastball, a bad changeup that you don't even throw for strikes, but your slider, you know, has like great movement so when they, I'm not, I don't want to interrupt sure. but so when they say that you say screw you I have a great fastball I have a great changeup, <laughs> and I want to keep well, throwing them you know, stubbornly yes yeah. and I did for a little bit yeah. and, and if you if we went back and looked that's where I got hurt so um, I don't throw that changeup anymore I throw two different kinds of fastballs including you know a four seam fastball but um yeah, the slider and the emphasis on throwing that slider for strikes and throwing it expanded out of the zone, basically on command. Um, the ability to do that has just given me all kinds of freedom with at-bats. Mm. Um, it doesn't matter what hitter steps in the box. The, my slider, I feel, is, is a unique pitch, and I can use it against anybody. You mentioned San Francisco. Now, it's okay. You go through that process. Oh, first of all, let, let me go back to this. What is the what was the lowest point for you, like in, in uh, coming up? Because this is another lesson, right? You know, it's, it's you know we talk about Ryan Brazier. Like he had a seventy ERA here. He gets DFA. Like it's and maybe your low point was in college. I don't know or the minor leagues, but everybody has like sort of this low point where you like, oh man, this isn't as easy as it was yeah. in little league. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I've had a few. Yeah, you know, frankly, um, getting called up with the Braves initially. And then um, getting traded to Baltimore and having you know, quite a bit of struggles there in my first year. I think my ERA was 13 mm-hmm. across like maybe a dozen innings. So uh, not a great start to my major league career. And then just constantly battling walks and you know um, long deep counts with hitters and um, you know not having the confidence to throw a strike. Um, things like that were just really hard to battle. Mm-hmm. But I would say the ultimate low was getting released, getting released by the Orioles when I was in the minor leagues. You know, not only getting released by the worst team in baseball, but getting released while being at their you know, AAA farm right. team. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, you know, and it was a, a tough time because, you know, Baltimore had had me for four seasons at that point, and I'm, I swear, we, we worked as hard as we could to, to right the ship, and as many things as we tried, we just couldn't figure it out. I will say, uh, leading up to my release, I genuinely felt like I was getting better. Mm-hmm. I, I had this aha moment in July in Memphis when it was 112 degrees or something, <laughs> and I was out there on the mound throwing. I had like 35 pitches in one inning, and I was just sweating profusely. I came in the next day and said, I am just not going to do this anymore. I am going to throw as many strikes as I can. I'm going to let them hit it. Sure, I might give up more hits. I might give up more runs, but I'm going to be in and out of these innings. Sure enough, gave up more hits, more runs, but it was an adjustment period. You know, I had to learn how to not only throw strikes, but learn how to you know, manage in that bat. And it was a, honestly, it was a complete shift of what I had been doing. I was so tentative and I was so scared to throw strikes, I just didn't want to get hit. Yeah. In my you know career leading up to that, through high school and college, it was I was able to strike most guys right. out. And you know, college I had some some struggles as well, but um, the adjustment I made internally to just commit to throwing strikes and taking that into Tampa when I signed as a minor league free agent and just continuing to build on that, just throw strikes, throw strikes. Um, found a couple of mechanical adjustments I made with Tampa, 
uh, velocity jumped up a little bit, overall command jumped up even more, and I was just quickly ascending. Mm-hmm. And so Tampa got me to the big leagues, and you know, unfortunately for them, couldn't quite well, keep that's me what, on their yeah, radar. I mean, this you know, this uh, middle you know, long relief. Yeah, it's you know, the business of baseball yeah, yeah. is so fascinating. I, I got in the, uh, the Rays organization by way of just a bunch of injuries that they're not only at the major league level but their AAA depth had been completely depleted yeah. so um, you know, the Dodgers were dealing with a similar situation at that time when they claimed me mm-hmm. um, you know, and their intent when I first came in was to throw two, three innings out of the bullpen and, and follow, yeah. follow an opener and just bridge the gap as best we could yeah. and you know uh, fortunately with them they, they gave me some runway to, uh, to figure things out and you know September you know, when the rosters expanded I think I pitched like three times in the entire month, but I was working constantly in the bullpen and uh, before games, trying to figure out what I needed to do to, to get on the mound and showcase what I had been working on. Mm. And you know, I'm so thankful to this organization for just giving me multiple opportunities to get that job done. Did you? So, what was your coolest save? Uh, you know, I think it was my first save last year. Uh, we were in St. Louis. Um, this is the first one that came to my head. There's yeah, been, there's definitely been a few. Um, it was my first save of 2022. We were in St. Louis, and we were losing. And Craig Kimbrell, our closer last year, um, hadn't pitched in a few days. So he's the kind of guy that needs to get out there and just get his work in. And so us being on the road, he pitched the eighth inning. So sure enough, we're down by four runs or so in the ninth, and our team comes back. Mm-hmm. Come back and take the lead. So we're up by one and heading into the bottom half of the ninth inning, and they call on me to go finish the job. And I think I had a 1-2-3 inning, capped it off with a strikeout, and just... You know, got genuinely excited for my first major league save. Well, actually, it was my second major league save. Yeah. But the first one was a three inning save. Yeah, yeah. That day with Tampa legit. before yeah, I yeah. got yeah. TFA'd. Yeah. Yeah. So it all, you know, all comes full circle. But um, <laughs> it, there's nothing. There's no better feeling than. Oh, know, it's the best. Getting a win. I don't know. I don't know. I've never been a closer. That's all right, but, 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 but I'm sure you know excitement from like when you succeed at something. Oh. So for for me, baseball is such a team sport that I would be I would never be so arrogant to think that my job in the ninth inning is the reason we won the game. Yeah. But to be able to complete the game for the guys. And finish it and, and high five and, and congratulate each other on getting that victory it's truly special this now i want you to be honest with this have you ever envisioned you're on a good team in the baseballs and boring power rankings the dodgers are the number one team congratulations there's no higher honor have you thought about that moment getting the final out of a season of a major league season yeah you know i've thought hypothetically about it a bunch you know and i got got chills right now just thinking about it because you know i have no idea what that moment feels like and i think that's what we're all searching for Um, we all talk about or we ask some of our our veterans in our clubhouse what it's like to win the world series you know what was that moment like and you know freddie i remember his interview after they won it in 2021 he just looked at the reporter and said i just can't believe it we're, we're world series champions and you could just feel you know, the energy and the excitement he, he was having you know, through the tv it was um, a truly special special moment so and we're all we all chase it you know, every yeah. year that's the ultimate goal so well it's, it's like be, you gotta also figure out what you do like, yeah i know i don't honestly like I don't you, know. you jump in the catcher's arm so the catcher to jump into Gosh. you so i forgot to mention one earlier but one of my great mentors you know, with the dodgers and, and throughout this game has been daniel Hudson. Oh, yeah. One of those guys that got the final out of the World Series for the Nationals in 2019. And so uh, I mess with him and, and show him that video from time to time to remind him how great he is. <laughs> and uh, I think he just launched his glove into the seats. Uh, you know, didn't know what to do with did what he, it looked did, like. Did he tell you? Did he say, say I just blacked out? Yeah, or, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, I think the Nationals that year, the way he described it to me, was that they, they didn't really feel like they had you know, a true chance. I think they beat yeah. the Dodgers in the division series and then realized, oh, man, like we're pretty close to getting this done. 
So, uh, you know, anything can happen in the postseason, and I think for, for Daniel to come in that year, um, I think he had an interesting start to that season in 2019. Yeah. Um, so for him to, to cap that year off with a World Series championship and not only do that, but get That's the That's great that you out. have someone, like, that you can actually... We have a few. We right. have a few. You know, right. we've had some guys yeah. in, in, in our bullpen that have gotten that job done, like Julio Urias got the yeah. last out for the Dodgers in 2020. Yeah. So yeah. Um, having that that wisdom and having that experience with that moment is going to be very uh, invaluable for us going down the road. Yeah, or you can be like Joe and just walk off and say, fuck yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. hey, to get every narrative and every perspective right. is very yeah. important for sure. Uh, two last things. Sure. Uh, these are just sort of things that we ask people. Um, weirdest, thing, weirdest thing that you have ever signed. Now, we've had prosthetic legs, toasters. Those are good ones. Those are yeah. good ones. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like we didn't realize it was a good question until we started asking people. <laughs> yeah. Let me see. I signed uh, – there was something recently that I signed. It's going to come to me in a minute. But I know um, at our Fan Fest this past year, I signed someone's phone case. Actually, but in, not on the backside. I signed their screen, and they saved it. They saved the picture. Yeah, so that's really? kind of interesting. That's a good one. Yeah, I wasn't really sure if I should do it or not. I was like, I don't know what this guy's going to do with my autograph, but you know, maybe it's not all that, not all that valuable <laughs> yeah. yet anyway. Well, yeah. well, sure, buddy, here well, you well, go. It's a legal document, don't yeah, sign yeah. Right, right. Uh, gosh, who knows? <laughs> I might have just signed my life away. But um, I thought it was creative. That so is said, good. Yeah, that's, sure, that's, go. a, that's a good one. The last question is our stock one, which is why isn't baseball boring? And there's no wrong answers. And there's no... Short answer, whatever it is. So, you know, my answer is going to be for the baseball fans for sure because, to me, every pitch is a game within the game. Mm. And I just love that every play is different. I love that you can see, you know, 10 different guys that all look different and all come out here and play the same game. I think it's such a unique sport. And um, there's a lot of beauty within the game. And I think if people, you know, learned it and took more time to appreciate it, they would love it just as much as we do. That's a top five answer. Excellent job. Well, thank you, man. Absolutely, of course. Thank you for having me.